There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the podcast. We're going to be in Psalm 27 today, a Psalm of David, a Messianic Psalm. And we'll see Jesus Christ in this psalm. I want to say this at the outset of the psalm. We believe the faith of Jesus Christ is how we're justified. The Word of God tells us that. When he says the Apostle Paul writing in verse 16 of Galatians 2, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And then he goes on in chapter 2 and verse 20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we know we're justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now that we've been justified by faith, We believe Jesus Christ, therefore we believe that Jesus Christ can justify. He is the justifier of them that believe in him. And might I say this, that we now live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That faith of Jesus Christ is seen often, especially in Messianic Psalms, but all through the scripture, it's when he believes. And he says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. And I believe, therefore... And what's the key? Because of this, because I have spoken because I believed. And so the faith of Jesus Christ is evidence, and it takes the Messianic Psalms to reveal that it is Jesus Christ that's speaking. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. That's his faith. I will walk before the Lord in the light of the living. I will walk in the land of the living. And then he said this in Psalm 16, we often use this passage because it's one of those kind of a sore points with me because of people that withstood the doctrine of the word of God. But he says, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. And so that's the word of God concerning Jesus Christ. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. What is that? It's faith. It's faith to believe that God's not going to leave his soul in hell. What is our faith? Our faith is believing the gospel. Our faith is believing Jesus Christ. Our faith is believing the word of God. No, I did not say understanding. I said believing the word of God. My faith is because I believe Jesus Christ. I believe in the work of Jesus Christ. I believe that he's able to save to the uttermost. And because he saves to the uttermost, therefore I believe. Why do I believe? Well, I've spoken it. I've said it. I believe, therefore have I spoken. He said on this one, we having the same spirit of faith. 
That's that same spirit of faith that Jesus Christ spake by God has given to those that believe in his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And so as we look at this psalm, we see the faith of Jesus Christ. For he says, Thy Lord is my light and my salvation. We realize that God is light and him is no darkness at all. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. What does that mean? Well, if they come to the light, they come to Jesus Christ. They come to the great God of heaven and their evil deeds are revealed to them. In Jesus Christ, the word of God tells us that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. If you've seen him, you've seen the Father. When the Comforter comes uh, to men, he says, I will come to you. Why? You cannot separate Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. They cannot be separated. These three are one. That's what the Word of God tells us. That's a doctrinal statement. And so we see the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, who shall we fear? Jesus Christ responded to that in the book of Matthew. Jesus Christ himself said on this wise, in Matthew 10, 28, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And so when he says, whom shall I fear, whom shall he fear? He's going to fear the great God of heaven, not man, not what man can do unto him, although man can do terrible, heinous things unto us, but all they can do is destroy my body. All men can do is destroy my flesh. They cannot destroy my body, but what God can do is destroy both body and soul in hell. That's what the Word of God tells us. And then he said, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, now I want you to notice this, when the wicked, it's going to happen, it's going to take place. This is an absolute, why? He's speaking prophecy here. He's speaking of that which is to come. He is prophesying of the future. He's speaking of Jesus Christ in the future. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Now, it's interesting that the, the stumbled and fall is the word that's used there. I find that an interesting statement, that they stumbled and they fell. You see, Peter reiterates Psalm 16 when he said, Neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. That's what the Word of God tells us. Well, the book of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul right, explains some of these things to us when he says in verse 38, But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there's one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. So he tells us God give the body as it has pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Now he said this a little bit earlier on in that same passage. He said in verse 34, Awake to righteousness and sin not. We're in 1 Corinthians 15, 34. For some have not the knowledge of God, I speak this to your shame. But some man will say, how are the dead raised up, and with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bear grain, and may chance of wheat or some other grain. But God giveth in the body as it hath pleased him. And so what body did God give his son? Well, that's God's body. That's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
What was planted in that grave that was the fullness of the Godhead bodily? What body was laid to rest after it was taken off of the cross? That was God's body that was laid to rest. That was not a body like you and I have. Yes, it was in the likeness of sinful man, yet without sin. He was different than us. He did not sin. He did not have a sinful body. He was made in the likeness of sinful flesh, yet without sin. And Jesus Christ's body was laid in the grave without sin, and therefore was prophesied of him by the prophet David that his holy one would not see corruption. And I don't think it's cliche. I don't think it's overboard to say when those little worms came into him. And they came to devour that body. That's what Psalm 27 is speaking of. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Why did they stumble and fall? Because the great God of heaven laid in that tomb. That was God's body. And those worms bowed the knee. And those bacteria stumbled and they fell. And they bowed the knee. And the maggots came. And they looked past that perfume, that myrrh that he was anointed with. And they looked and they saw the body of God, their creator. And they stumbled and they fell and they bowed the knee to him. He was a holy God. He was a just God. His body is holy flesh. It's the holy one of God. And that's why he said they came to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and they fell. Why? His holy one would not see corruption. That's the holy body of Jesus Christ. His flesh was different from our flesh in that sense. It was a flesh that knew no sin. It was a flesh that had not seen sin. It was a flesh that had never sinned, though he was tempted in all points of the law. He was tempted just as we were, yet without sin. God's body, a holy body, the holy one of God. In verse 3, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Why? Faith! 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 He believed God. He knew that God would deliver him. Though they came and fought him, though they came and battled him, though they came and ensnared him, though they compassed him about with wickedness and evil, yet he believed God. That's the faith of Jesus Christ. It's the faith that brought him out of the grave. It's the faith that raised him up. He believed, therefore have I spoken. Oh, what a tremendous truth from the word of God that the host should encamp me about. You know what? He just believed. Amen. He said, my heart should not fear. The war should rise against me. You know what he did? He believed God. And he said, in this will I be confident. Why? Because he had faith. The faith of Jesus Christ, that faith by which we're justified. And might I say to you, saints of God that have been saved by the good grace of God, can I say to you, it's the faith which we live by, the faith of Jesus Christ. He said on this wise, again, I'm going to quote Galatians 2.20, and when he said, I am crucified with Christ. Why? I've died with Christ. I've died to myself. I died with him. Not only did I die with him, I was buried with him. I was raised with him. That's that picture of baptism. In verse 4, he says, one thing I have desired of the Lord. Once we walk in the land of the living, once we resurrect with Christ, we also have that desire. And Jesus Christ had that same desire. And he said, I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. There's Jesus Christ by faith desiring to be in the house of the Lord desiring to inquire in his temple, desiring to behold the beauty of the Lord. 
And oh, what a precious promise to believe God. That my friend, those who are saved by the grace of God can look to that day and we'll dwell in the holy temple of God. And we'll behold the face of the Lord and we can inquire at the temple of God. We'll be in the house of the Lord forever, according to Psalm 23. What a precious promise. What a wonderful promise. And he said, and for the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. That's the safety of the Lord. That's the protection that the Lord gives. That's why he did not fear. That's why ungodly men did not make him afraid. That's why the enemies did not make him afraid. That's why he said, of whom shall I be afraid? Why? Because even when the wicked came upon him, they stumbled and fell. When the host encamped round about him, they stumbled and fell. Why? He was God. He is still God. That was God's body in the grave. That was God's body that resurrected from the grave. He's still holy. He's still just. He's still God. He said, now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, the psalmist said in another place, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Jesus Christ is looking for the resurrection. The psalmist is prophesying of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the faith of Jesus Christ. He believed God. He believed that his body would not be corrupted. He believed that his body would not be devoured by the worms and by the maggots. Why? It was the Holy One of God. His soul was not left in hell, neither did his Holy One see corruption. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you again tomorrow, Lord willing, with part two of Psalm 27. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory. Song of the Redeemer.